We're still keeping the risk at $700 or a lot less is what it's going to end up being. You're only using $1,600 in capital instead of 18,000. And you can put on tons more trades, right? This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Are you ready to finally learn how the market really works? Well, now's your chance. I have a free book for you over at secretinvestingbook.com. And this outlines 13 of the biggest secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know, like how to get a positively unfair advantage in the stock market. This is everything you're going to need all in one place. And the way to get this is by going to secretinvestingbook.com. Now, this book is free. It is free for you. I paid for the book. I just need you to help me out by covering the shipping from our office to your house. So go to Secret Investing Book right now, get your free copy today, and I'll ship this out right away and you can get the positively unfair advantage in the stock market by reading these 13 secrets that Wall Street does not want you to know. So get your free book over at secretinvestingbook.com today. The How to Trade Stock Options podcast is now exclusively on sharevision.com, the first dedicated streaming platform for the world of finance. And that's where you can find us every single week over at sharevision.com. Just head to sharevision.com to learn more and type in 10 minute stock trader in the search bar. Come like and subscribe. I can't wait to see you over there at sharevision.com, the first dedicated streaming platform for the world of finance. Good afternoon, traders. <clears throat> happy March 30th. Happy 3.30 to you. Speaking of 3.30, I don't even know. I'm going to be at the top of the hour on Benzinga. If you have the opportunity to come and watch us live, please do so. I always love when I can see my friends over there. Today, I want to spend a little bit of time before we go into uh, our trading today, working on position sizing. One of our colleagues, Yorn, one of our new members uh, asked about position sizing. And he's like, Chris, if I only risk 2% of my account, that's nothing. I'm not going to get anywhere anytime soon. And I was like, let's talk about the math. Hey, speaking of Yorn, let's talk about the math, man. Get ready. <laughs> get ready because we're about to do it. Um, I'm really glad that you came this afternoon, Yorn. And I'm really glad that that email made sense to you. Yeah, it. at one point in time, I was like, I think I had the exact same thought. It's like, I can't make any money if I am only trading 2% of my position size. It's just never going to happen. And I uh, I was talking to Steve Burns about this one day. So Steve Burns is uh, an author that I, I recommend all of his books for. Uh, had the opportunity to work with him for a good while. And he was like, Chris, it's not 2% of your account your risk is 2% of your account. That's how much you are going to stand to lose if you're wrong. But you can put on a way bigger position than the 2%. So with that being said, I want to jump into that. I want to spend the next handful of minutes really working on that because I want you guys to know the math behind it, why we size at 2%, right? At 2%, you can you can change it, right? Larry Height and Tom Basso, a couple of my mentors, um, they do 1%. And uh, I don't have the bankroll that those guys do. Larry Height literally is in the uh, B club, in the, in the in the Trace Commas club. 
not there yet. Um, but uh, we can still apply his lessons, right? And it's all about position sizing. So when you're right, you win big. When you're wrong, you lose small. Larry Hyatt has an amazing quote. I have it tacked up on my board right over there. And um, I say it all the time. You guys have heard me say it a hundred times. Commit very little capital, take on very little risk, and still make a significant return consistently. So that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. Uh, Isaac is here. Good afternoon, my friend. Victor, glad you made it. Donna, so good to see you. Oh, speaking of, I've not played Santa Claus with you guys in a while. Um, I hope you don't mind. I love playing Santa Claus with you guys. We are in the process, me and uh, April and Rudy. Uh, we're we're going to make something happen. Um, we started working on it this morning. So in the near future, Santa Claus is going to town. Yorn uh, said it cleared up everything. Cool. We're going to go through it together. That way, um, everybody in the trading room knows exactly how we do it. Cinny is here. Good afternoon, sir. Kavon is here. Kachow with the fist bump. Brian says, but the goal is to exit before you lose all the money. <laughs> yes, that is the goal. But you know what, Brian? Every once in a while, we're wrong. Maybe about half the time we're wrong. And when we're wrong, we got to make sure we don't blow out our account, right? That is how all the Wall Street bets traders, all the YOLO traders, everybody who got their stimmy checks doesn't have their stimmy checks anymore because they were like, oh, uh, I don't know. what. Let, let's say I got a $1,000 stimmy check. I'm going to buy the first stock that comes across my path. They buy one stock, all of them out of the money calls. They all expire, worthless. They have nothing left. That's also how I blew up my account the first time. I know, I know, I know what it's like to be there. I know. Okay, so with that said, let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. Um, so this was my email back to Yorn. I'm not a typer, Yorn. So you caught me on the right day. I much prefer to make videos, but I was like, <sighs> I just had a big old coffee. <laughs> I got a minute. Let's do this. So yeah, like I said, this is going to be a long email. Um, so he was reading through the secret investing book, which I was super excited that he has been. In fact, Jorn, you must have been looking through the digital copy because since yours is international, I actually, um, funny story here. It, it cost me a couple of bucks to ship stuff to people, um, within the, the U S even up to Alaska. It only cost me a couple of bucks to ship it across the border. It cost me like $30 to send something that um cost me three dollars to send otherwise it's it's crazy i don't understand anyway and i have to fill out like customs forms it's a whole thing so your your book is actually sitting right there <laughs> oh you bought one yourself ah well i'll tell you what you're gonna have another one coming real soon good 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 okay so speaking of yorn was reading through here talking about position sizing and he was asking hey in the book you talk about position sizing being about six to eight percent of your account has that changed? You mentioned, you know, 2% of your account in uh, in the trading room. And I was like, you know what, Yorn? That's an excellent question. Since writing that chapter, we focus more on, because, uh, you know, as you've read through this, some of this stuff is a couple of years old. Just put it all together. Um, some of the stuff we talk about in here, um, as far as the position sizing, it's still roughly about, you know, 6% or so, give or take. But it's the risk that we focus on. The risk is what we focus on. Andrew, hey man, glad you made it. We're going to do a little bit of a teaching moment before we get into trading today. So I'm glad you made it. 
And Yorn says, looking forward to it. You are welcome. You are welcome. It is such a hassle to fill out those customs forms because it's like I have to handwrite the entire thing. I can't like print it out and go. It's so stupid. Anyway, <laughs> anything for you guys. All right, back to this. Um, so talk a little bit about credits and debits and our Apple trade yesterday, how that is guaranteed profits at this point. And if we were to have closed it at that point, it's at a 78% win. I know this is small text. Don't worry about it. I'm going to go through everything. Um, okay. So like I mentioned in the email, I like to focus on 2% of risk. And that can usually be around 6% or 8% of the account balance. But the point is to focus on risk calculation. So both Market Wizards, Larry Height and Tom Basso taught me how important that was, right? Um, specifically those two guys in particular. Um, let's see. When you trade it this way with the 2% risk, with the focus on risk and not position size, you can actually trade Tesla and Coke, which move very differently as two almost identical products. And Victor knows about this. We went like, I think we went many hours specifically working on this and trying to break down how you can trade two very different stocks and have the same amount of risk. And it's all about the ATR value for that. All right, this is how the turtle traders trade. This is how the market wizards trade. This is how their 10 minute stock traders trade. So yesterday we talked about ACN and it was set up for entry. So the ATR on ACN was 841, meaning that the average range is $8 up and $8 down. Let's take a look at what that looks like real quick. ACN. So the average range of ACN, it's a $336 stock, is going to be higher, of course, than a $36 stock, right? But its average range, its average true range is roughly $8.61. Okay, that's what that means. Back to here. So when it goes $8.41 above our entry, we're basically in a new range at that point. That's why we can add another position. Because let's say if it's, um, we're going to use round numbers here. If $300 is where it's at now, and it moves 841 above that, so 30841, we're basically in a new range. And we can treat it as if it's a new trade and add to that at that point. Once it's set up like new, has to be set up like new. That's, cr that's critical. That's why we wait until it reaches that new range. And if it's set up like new, to add to our positions. Now, let's take an account that had $35,000 and multiply that account by 2%. So that would be $700. That's the appropriate amount of risk. Risk, not position size, risk. So if you put on the trade, that would be the maximum you would want to lose. So the way that we get to what's the actual number of shares is we take the $700 of risk and we divide by two times the ATR. Two times the ATR here is 1641 or 16, uh, no, not 1641. So 700 divided by two times 841. So 1682. 700 divided by 1682 gets us essentially 42 shares. Okay. So 42 shares has the risk of 2% on that account. Now, 42 shares would be roughly $18,000 to buy. Okay. Because ACN is 340 times 42 shares would be $18,000, which clearly is way more than the 2% that you were thinking, right? It's more like 51% of a $35,000 account. Now, nobody wants to trade that big. I do not want to put 51% of my account into anything unless it's really working and it's like gangbusters going to the moon. Yeah, of course, at that point, maybe. But when we're setting things up, that's not how we set it up. 
And I wrote, by the way, this is gold. <laughs> I should write a whole uh, manual on this email. But yeah, Larry Hyatt, Tom Basso, all those guys, everybody that we learn from use leverage. And that's why we do too. And we can do it just like them with using deep in the money options. A lot of them use futures, but deep in the money options behave very similar to a futures contract on the stock. That's why we use it, right? Because with the futures contract, um, something like the SPY, something like uh, bonds, you can actually get like a $100,000 position for less than a thousand actual dollars of margin. Like you can get real levered up. Uh, we have we have certain phrases here in Texas. Um, levered to the tits is one of the things we say around here. But that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about using the options to get to around a 75 to 80 percent or a 75 to 80 delta. That it works like that every time. So we could take our 42 shares of ACN, which cost about eighteen thousand dollars, and find a much better way to trade. Now you could take the number of shares and divide that by the delta of the option contract. Now, uh, beyond the scope of our um, email here is talking about liquidity standards. So disregard that as we're going through this, just for examples. So 42 shares divided by an 80 delta would round it to about one. So if you put on one contract, it doesn't sound like much, I agree. But when you realize that you're now getting to control 100 shares of the stock, instead of 42, you're actually trading bigger than if you had just bought the shares outright. Now let's use this one as an example, okay? Uh, so the 327 strike here, roughly 77 delta, we could buy the 327 strike calls for 1660, okay? So 1660, $1660, $1660, there we go. And that controls about 100 shares, or it controls 100 shares. So think about it for a second. It would cost $18,000 to buy 42 shares or with this one option contract, which only costs $16.60, we could control 100 shares. And that's 91% less than buying the shares outright, which if you guys have been in the trading room for a while, you know that I've done an entire webinar on how to buy shares on a 90% discount. So if you haven't already taken that, do so. Do go take that webinar. So you go to uh, Inside the Trading Room, Members Only Live Trading, uh, training and then go to this one here. Check that one out. It goes really into detail about that. So back to this. We're still keeping the risk at $700 or a lot less is what it's going to end up being. You're only using $1,600 in capital instead of $18,000. And you can put on tons more trades, right? If you're putting on a $1,600 position instead of an $18,000 position, you basically could put on 10 more positions and still have only used up that much capital. Now that would be about 4.7% of your account as margin. If we had a $35,000 account and we put in 1660, that would be about 4.7% of margin, which goes back to the six to 8% that we were talking about in the book here. See how it all ties together? It's all math, it's all math, that's all we're doing. Now we're risking only 700 at the very most if the trade doesn't work, but usually a lot less than that. So yeah, like I said here, I don't usually type long, long emails, but I figured it was worth the time to do so, to really go through it. And we have this built into the uh, relative strength scanner to make your life way easier, right? The last thing I'm gonna do is go calculate all this manually. It's all in formulas, right? All of this that we just talked about here, 
as far as the margin, everything else is built right into here. So you would just go into your relative strength scanner, put in your account balance, the percent risk per trade, approximate uh, uh, delta, and then that gives you the ATR, gives you share size, option size, does everything for you. So I hope that's okay. I hope you guys didn't mind me taking just a couple minutes to really talk about position sizing. And I'll probably cut this out and put it on the podcast because that's one of the big things that can make or break you is position sizing. In fact, Larry Hyatt was telling me, that um, he actually had a, a model that was completely random entry, no entry signals whatsoever. The only thing that they counted was position size and trailing stops. And they would let it run forever and ended up beating most traders out there because it was all about winning big, losing small, and keeping the position size in check for when it goes the wrong way. So very, very cool. All right. And Joran says, love it. Thank you so much for taking all this time, Chris. You're welcome. It's not, you know, everyone can benefit from this. Everyone can benefit from this. But you know what else everyone can benefit from? Let's do our market analysis. Let's go. All right. Thank you guys for letting me go through that. I really wanted to spend the time on it. This is the 10 minute trading room. This is how to trade in only 10 minutes a day and exactly how to take the guesswork out of trading. Now with our strategy, our 10 minutes to freedom strategy, we always start with the market. And with the market, we look at the 10 day over the 20 day exponential moving averages, price over the 50 day. Let's see if that's the case here. I don't know what's happening. Let's go take a look. As it goes slow. <laughs> it's always when I'm live when this happens, right? Let me refresh. Maybe that'll help. There we go. Okay. So the 10 day is the blue line. The 20 day is the black line. And that is true. It is crossed over. Price is over the red line, which is the 50 day. No issues there. We talked yesterday about how a spy was looking overbought. we got a little pullback here today. I'm not a fortune teller. I don't claim to be. I don't make predictions. I just read the data. Just read the notes on the page. And um, let's move this up here. We will not be putting on any brokering butterflies today because SPY does not pass through the charts, which we can just glance at right here. Easy enough. Next, let's go look at the MMFI. MMFI, we need to see over 50. That's the market breadth. We had a huge breadth thrust yesterday. We're still at 68, 61%. That's over 50. That's all we need to see. All good there. Next, FinClub, our artificial intelligence data. All right, listen, I looked at this earlier and clearly it glitched out because clearly it usually has our green lights right here at the top of the screen. I don't know what happened. When that happens, it's only happened like three times ever. Uh, I like to look down here. If everything is passed, which we're seeing here, I would call that a green day because that's usually what they do. It's usually what this looks like on a, uh, a green day. So yeah, I'm going to say this most likely would have been a green day. Since all of these things line up, that makes today an offensive day. Offensive days are when all market conditions are lined up and we start with our existing positions. So let's go take a look at all of these and see uh, what we need to do. Okay, so we have only at the moment, double check my notes over here. We only have four trades on, yes. Apple is the first trade. Apple yesterday, we talked about how it was looking overbought over the second Keltner channel. Okay, that's what that green line is there. That was why I said we can't enter anymore. We can't add to our positions. 
it was overbought. Today, we're having a little pullback. That's how trading go, and that's okay. We are following no longer the 10-day. We're actually following the five-day planned exit point. And because we're following the five-day planned exit point, the only thing we have to do is just move this point up to 175.59 or 51. That is following the five-day. So what I'm saying is if it crosses below this point, that is our planned exit point. We'll get out then. If it doesn't, we're going to let it continue to run as long and hard as it can. Uh, Isaac had a question. You're wondering if, about Fin Club. You've been checking it to see if the momentum indicator would show up. Yeah, I don't know what happened today. Uh, it's only happened uh, like legitimately three times ever. But when I see the stocks pass, they don't pass on red days. They don't pass on orange days or anything else. They only pass on green days. And there's a lot of passing. So to me, Isaac, that definitely says today is a green day. So keep that as a feather in your cap in case that happens again. Um, all right, next. So... Uh, so far, all we've traded, actually traded, is moving up our planned exit point in Apple to 175.51. Next, KHC. All right, KHC. Interesting, I noticed these long tails on these candles here. Clearly, there's been a lot of indecision, but we don't trade candles. All we trade is the data in front of us. KHC, the uh, planned exit point is the 10-day. Let's go back to Y real quick. Let's go back to Y. Or... It's not at a position to add. That would have been above the blue line. So don't even have to worry about that. So the question is, are profits locked in? Is the trend line we're following past our entry point? If yes, the only exit point is that trend line. So let's see. Yes, the trend line we're following is the blue. It's past our entry point. So we're going to move this up. We're moving up our planned exit point in KHC to 38.76. That's it. Easy as it comes. Next, FE. All right, FE following the five day. Now this one actually would have been set up for an add to position today. I would have really liked to, but just like an Apple yesterday, okay, just like Apple was yesterday, this is now an FE. Oh, of course it slowed down. FE is uh, looking overbought to me because it's overbought. We are not going to be putting on any additional positions, but we can let these run for as long as they go. Holy moly. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So it's overbought because it is over that second Keltner channel and you can check it down here in the little checklist. It makes life real easy to have that checklist there. So FE, we're going to move up our planned exit point from 44.81 up to 45.04. And that's all we got to do here. So all I've done so far is just moving up our risk every day. Now, HPQ. HPQ, I don't think, no, we're not profitable on this one yet. So we got into it at 39.50. It's now at 38.95. So we have a different set of criteria, okay? A half ATR exit point or a close below yesterday's low or the back-tested trend line is broken. So this is our half ATR entry point. It's not closed below there. We're following the 10-day which is down at 38.24. So it's not closed below there. And yesterday's low was 38.78. So it's not closed below there. So at this point, we do not do anything at all whatsoever in HPQ. We're just going to give it a couple more days to breathe. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. No problem. That's why we have our position sizing, right? Because if it doesn't work, we're not going to let this one blow us out. 
Okay, so that's all the positions that we have on. Nothing to add, only moved up some risk. That's how we do on offensive days. So next, let's go to the charts. I have updated the uh, top stock list. And what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to run the AI chart bullish power scanner. The bullish power scanner is going to go through all of this criteria for us, checking out 500 of the most liquid stocks out there. And uh, speaking of Coke, talked about that one just a couple minutes ago. We're going to look through these. Oh, PSX. Look at that. They finally got the move. We were set up a couple days ago. We took it off for the risk. It finally got the move that we saw. And you know what? That happens. That totally happens. What I like to do is I like to take a screenshot of it. If you use this button up here, it'll take a screenshot of your chart with a link. And then I like to save this because I keep notes on everything in my uh, portfolio over here on the other screen. Cool. You guys want to copy that. Here, I'll just drop it in the chat for you. You don't need it, but you know, you can have it. There you go. <laughs> you don't need it, but there you go. All right. So we're going to take this list here of 24 charts. We're going to clone and copy. We've passed charts. Now we're moving to relative strength. With relative strength, we use this file called scanning help, which you can download your own copy in the trading room. And then it's already copied. So all you got to do is click this blue button. It'll copy it and paste it and turn it uh, vertical for you. Once you have it here, come into the relative strength scanner and then uh, in cell A5, edit, pay special values. Now that's going to drop this into the relative strength scanner and that's going to work right now. This is beyond the capabilities of TrendSpider. Um, so that's why we have it outside of that TrendSpider ecosystem. Isaac says, this is really starting to make sense. Dude, you got this. You totally got this. You know me. Just kind of locking it in on it. Dude, you're good. You're so good. Okay. So from a uh, relative strength perspective, we only have a few, including PSX. You know what? We didn't know what would happen in PSX. Okay. Let's let's review that for a second here. We got in PSX. We got out of PSX the day after, right? The day after, because the risk just wasn't there. It, it actually closed below our half ATR. We were a couple days early and then the move happened and that's okay. Just how trading goes sometimes. Remove all annotations. So there's only four. So one, two, three, four. Copy. Go back into TrendSpider, into a second list. We're going to edit. Paste those in. Now we're going to backtest these. So this is going from charts to relative strength, which we just went through, then to backtest. And do you see how at every step, that funnel gets smaller and smaller. So there's less and less stocks to pick through. But there's only four. So let's strategy test all of them. Actually, you know what we can do is, uh, let me see if this works. Yeah, cool. Let's go through each one with the highest relative strength first, just to save us some time. Just to save us some time. And I say that, and then it goes away. Okay, what's the highest relative strength? EPD, which is what we're on. All right, so we're going to do our 10-day bullish full if you need the criteria for this. Inside the 10-minute trading room, I got it right there, backtesting criteria, and a step-by-step -step video on how to set this up in your account. Hit run. This is the one thing I can't share over to you in TrendSpider. It, there's no actual like function to share, and it's so frustrating. 
Okay, so this gives us negative expectancy. Negative expectancy, we do not trade. So I mark it red. Right here it says we need positive expectancy. Positive expectancy. We're just looking at this number right here. Go to the next one, PSX. We know that this is going to have positive expectancy because we just traded it a couple days ago. So 29 or 16. So we know positive expectancy on the 10-day day, day, EMA planned exit point. We'll circle back to this in a minute. Let's go ahead and do the others. J and J, 12% on the 5 or 12% on the 10. Remove all annotations. Okay. Uh, one thing I forgot to do in PSX is double check that our uh, our back test would exceed the second and third buy point. So let's go look at our third buy point, which is at 92.07. That should not be an issue. 92.07, third buy point. Okay, that one looks real good. Let's go back to J and J. The third buy point on J and J will be 184.53. I have to move my chart here. Ooh, it's not looking so hot. 184.53. No, we would not trade J and J. The back test, it's done great on its back test, but the back test looks like it just doesn't have enough data to go through the next buy point. So because of that, J&J &J gets excluded. Lastly, RCL. This is a Royal Caribbean, right? Yeah, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. A meme stock. All right, let's see if we can trade a meme stock. Yeah, look at this. Look at the relative strength on this. That, that's a spike right there. So it's 18% higher on relative strength than it was last week. Yorn has a question. Does that third buy point need to be exceeded within? Yes, exactly. Within 10 candles. You got it. You nailed it. Nailed it, Yorn. You get it, right? Within 10 candles. That's what we want to see. Now, the reason we do that is because it's letting the backtest data tell us where it's going to go. Not that it will, but that what the data says it should do, right? So let's look at this. So because this hasn't plotted out yet, it will in a couple days. Uh, the 10-day is at 28%. The five day is at 3%. So we would follow the 10 day at 28%. And because this isn't plotting out on the chart, we look at 10 candles at 11.6%. Oh, my nose is bothering me again. 11. You know, when I had COVID, that was like the one thing that just wrecked my life was my nose. And I don't know if I got it again, but that was really bothering me last week. Not that you guys need to know about my nose. <laughs> 8651. 86.51 was the third buy point. Now I could put on the second one, but we're just trying to save a little time by doing this. All right, 10 days would be 11.6% higher. Let's do it right now. Oh yeah, no issues. That's 10 per, hang on, I didn't even get that right. 11.6, cool. And when it does plot out, I'll go ahead and um, adjust this. But yeah, this one looks clear. This one looks clear. So PSX and RCL. And RCL following 10-day planned exit point. All right, cool. Next, we need to check our liquidity standards. Liquidity standards. Okay, start with the highest relative strength. 
between these two. Highest relative strength is PSX, then RCL. So we'll do PSX first. Liquidity standards. A million shares, no problem there. 21 days to expiration. So we're going to look, we're going to start at the April 22nd option chain. We're going to then look for open interest. We want to see at least 250 plus on open interest, uh, which I don't see there except for the nearest one. So we're going to change this option strike to be, uh, we can go either one uh, uh, before or after. Uh, April 20, April 14th. I like that one there. April 14th. 82 and a half calls. 250 plus open interest. We're good there. Less than 50 cent bid ask spread. Yep. 30 cents. No problem. 20% or less extrinsic value. So you do have to calculate this. Extrinsic. And in fact, um, Victor was just telling me his platform doesn't have an extrinsic value, which is really annoying, which you can calculate. It's just going to take extra time. Um, so yeah. Uh, if you need to know the calculation for that, you can get it inside your secret investing book. I know it's in there. I just saw that yesterday when I was glancing through it. Okay. It's like a textbook for our class, right? So extrinsic is 71. And then the buy price of this, the ask price is 560. So that's 12%. You should like to go a little higher if we can, but that's the only one that has the amount of uh, extrinsic combined with liquidity, open interest. That's the one I'm going for. I'm going to go enter this trade. Now, if you need position sizing, you know, you could do all that that we did earlier or just come in here and let that do the math for you. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go on my other screen. I'm going to make this trade real quick. I'm going to tell you exactly what I do. PSX, the April 14th strikes. The 82 and a half strikes, put this bad boy on, get the right position sizing. I'll tell you where I get filled. Ooh, I'm gonna have to pay up for this bad boy. Filled. Filled at 549. Filled at 549. PSX, April 14th, 82 and a half calls. Filled at 549. Now I'm looking at the time right now. I do think that I'm going to have to send the email out in a little bit because I have Benzinga in 11 minutes. And uh, yeah, the show must go on. So if you guys aren't here live, sometimes that can happen. So being here live or at least listening live like Kavan does and then putting it on later on, uh, it's definitely a uh, good choice. PSX, April 14th, 82 and a half calls, $5.49. All right, moving on to the next one. Moving on to RCL. RCL, 8680. Oh, yeah, we did that already. Okay, 8651 when we did a minute ago. Okay, so let's go look at RCL. Liquidity standards, 21 days, 250 plus open interest. So April 22nd. Does not have the open interest I want to see. Let's go to April 14th. We do. Only on that strike. Uh, this is looking like it may not happen. All right. This is 50 cents wide. That's the absolute max that I will do is 50 cent bid ask spread. Let's at least see if the extrinsic value is good for us. 90 cents. 
90 over 740. That's 12. 12%. Okay, it fits. It's 40 cents now. Okay, it fits. It fits. RCL, April 14th, 75 calls. I'll tell you exactly where I get filled. RCL, April 14th, 75 calls. Filled at 725. 725? Is that right? Hang on, I'm refreshing my page. Yeah, 725. Dang. Okay, 725. We're in. That's it. That's it. That's the two trades we're making today. RCL and PSX. I'll go in here uh, later on, update all the charts so you guys can follow along. But yeah, that's it. We are in RCL. We are in PSX. Two new trades today uh, and holding all the other ones, not making any changes. So that concludes today's trading room. Uh, I'm not going to do final thoughts because we've already gone through it. Um, this this was my final thoughts here. A stock trading position size and calculator. <laughs> so took care of that. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for uh, coming today. I actually do have a couple minutes. I'll probably be able to get this out real quick. Uh, otherwise, I will see you uh, here in about eight minutes or so over on the Benzinga YouTube channel. We'll be doing live trading and bag testing over there. Thank you guys for coming to today's trading room. Uh, hope to see you over on Benzinga. Otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Hey, don't forget, before you head out, head to secretinvestingbook.com right now to get your free copy of the Secret Investing Book. This is how to finally get a positively unfair advantage in the stock market. And it has 13 of the secrets that Wall Street does not want you to know. And I want to send this to you for free today. Just help me by covering shipping. And the way you can do that is by going to secretinvestingbook.com. That's secretinvestingbook.com. And I'll ship this out for you right away. Thanks so much. I'll see you there.